Radio. I'm your host, Super Big and Brian, and I'm joined by Dave, the first person I'm introducing. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Mink, you stole my heart. Oh, <laughs> show us. God. I love it. Oh. And what's up, Buttercup? That's amazing. It gets worse every time. <laughs> Kirsty Smurf Erica. Hola. Who's communing with the Aurora Borealis. Hey, Aurora Borealis comes <laughs> in view, man. <laughs> and, um... We have two guests, um, one brand new one, one frequently returning one, um, courtesy of the inventor of widgets himself, we referred to us, DM Sarah is here. Hello, how are you? I'm great, it's cool to have you, it, it, it's such a last minute thing. Um, you know, we don't, we barely know you and the listeners definitely don't, please introduce yourself. I am DM Sarah, the DM Sarah on Twitter, the underscore DM underscore, et cetera. And I am a pro GM and tabletop game designer who's worked on a bunch of different things. Most recently, I was lead designer for the Level Up Advanced Fifth Edition system. And I recently ran my first Kickstarter, which is finally on DriveThruRPG. It's called Stranger Sights, and it is a whole bunch Whoa. of monsters, exploration challenges, little mini settings designed to just easily drop into your game and run a great session. Oh That's my amazing. gosh, that sounds awesome. That's it amazing. a ton of work to get it out before our episode topic happened. It, it sounds like one of those products that as a GM, I would like have a binder and I'd be going back and forth and cross-referencing things and putting in page numbers and making custom stuff. I love that. Well, it's designed to be really easy to run. So each page or sometimes two pages, sometimes three, depending on how many monsters are associated, is like, here's two paragraphs of evocative setting description. Here's an exploration challenge. So you can run something that's more supporting the exploration pillar. Here's a monster that might inhabit that setting. Maybe if it's relevant, here's a little one paragraph on an NPC. Oh, I love the modular design. It's like, it's oh, like yeah. I like this whole thing, but on this page, I like this one thing. <laughs> Why is the Katobopos rampaging through the town square? I don't know, but it could be. That's not how they're designed. That's not, they're not on the same page. You know, but isn't that an interesting story? Why did that happen? I don't think I've ever knew how that was supposed to be pronounced until just now. Well, there's a non-zero chance that it's wrong. I think it's Katobopos. I do. Because I think I said Katobopos or something and got corrected on it. So I'm pretty sure it's Katobopos. Oh, that's oh. amazing. I, <laughs> I really hope. I... I, I want to um, also say that fantasy cartographer Adam Maya is back yet. Anna Meyer, I, I can enunciate, is back yet again. Um, frequent listeners of our show are very familiar with Anna, but for new listeners, please introduce yourself. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm Anna B. Meyer, and I'm a fantasy cartographer, and so I, I visualize game worlds and fantasy settings for a living. And listeners, if you have a theme, well, there's there's a theme in our guests, and it's it's tabletop role playing game oriented. But you know, I want to segue into something else real quick, and I just want to say, one time I went to a bluegrass event, and I saw um, 
I saw this um, this group that played um, banjo and like Wash Gordon, uh, the you know what are they called when they they blow on the bottle, and they were on a fruit cart when they were playing. Speaking of bandwagons, we're jumping on one today and talking about. Oh God. I, I can't even. What I, are we talking about? Super all aboard! <laughs> the Wizards oh, of the Coast Hasbro open gaming license controversy. But first. Oh God. But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where everybody talks about the nerdiest thing they've done in the last two weeks, and we vote using to the Pactet Mike Myler widget system. And the thing that we sideswiped EM Sarah with is our newest guest goes first. So. Oh. What was nerdy with you in the last few weeks? Uh, well, you mean aside from the fact that I'm on a nerd podcast on my Friday night? I mean, <laughs> that's not fair. You know, you can't use that. You would be the first person to use it. Really? Yeah. Okay, it's not what I'm actually going to use, but I, it was I, the first thing I thought I think of. the closest we've gotten is somebody, uh, a couple people have used podcast-related chores, like I've used editing, Erica has used promoting as the nerdy thing? Oh, no, I've got something way nerdier, oh, which Lord. is that today I discovered... So I really like filk music, which for those... Okay, I see some nods. That's encouraging. I see some raised eyebrows. Know it. That's a little worrying. Uh, it's Okay, the nice description is it's the bardic tradition of fandom. The slightly oh. more honest tradition is it's what happened when nerds have guitars. Oh, so, oh I went to I went to a thing at PaisaCon with the bardic inspiration night. Thing. Probably has yeah. some folk influences. It's very nebulous. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, uh, it's absolutely awful. Oftentimes a, it is incredibly profound and creative. And I'm a I'm a cast member at Renfair. I, I get it. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> well, today I discovered that someone had made back in like 2003 had made a bunch of four part choral arrangements of filk songs, and we're not awesome. talking about how much time I spent reading through them, hmm. but it was mm, an amount. So. so it was it was more than too much, but or more than more than not enough, but less than too much. It was certainly not a skin. Gotcha. <laughs> I wanted to see how they'd arranged it. That's going on the Google list for sure. Uh oh. Yeah. Is that good or bad? I, I I you know, we'll probably do an episode about it now. <laughs> oh, please do. It's well, so I, sneaky. It's and like, I always try to bait, bait guests to return. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to talk about it, though, because I just totally stumbled upon it randomly. And I was like, what do you mean people were singing about space in the 1970s? This is so fun. What do you mean people wrote space shanties? And I'm like, oh. oh and I turns mean, out some of them are really good. I mean, so. just the Dr. Demento stuff is probably some of it is considered that kind of thing. Like Star Trek and Across the Universe. Yeah. Yeah. I sing yeah. that one to Amelia all the time. I learned that song from you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We that used to, one and Fish Heads. Yeah, we used to listen to Dr. Demento uh, tapes when we would drive cross country when I was a kid. Well, I and we are on to, you know, Anna, who, 
you know, she didn't win for the first time last exactly. time she was I know. on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, the gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do an esoteric thing because we had so much fun doing it. I've, I've virtually tried to save a kumquat tree together with a bunch of, of, of CEOs and various others for various role-playing game publishers. That, that, and it was kind of funny. It was like a gathering for big emergencies. And, and, and then we had, I should not name him, so on. He said, we have a problem and everybody was like oh the, the the roof is falling in and 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 sort of the coast is suing us or 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 something is going to hell literally in the business and he said oh the kumquat tree is drying dying and and it's part of of a it's a mascot for an upcoming kickstarter campaign that I'm, I'm i'm helping out mapping and and we all laughed so much and then we had all this trying to come up with ideas of, of how saving this poor little kumquat tree so i so i thought that was so much fun and it, it was kind of a super nerdy so that was it's a, yeah. I'm having trouble it's so nerdy I'm having trouble understanding what now is a physical kumquat tree? Yes, oh, a physical kumquat tree. Because we we are make me and 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 a bunch of others. We are making a, a, a map of it's J Lord Gusumba Channel. He has a, a city called Altamira, and on on the shield of that city, that the symbol of the city is a kumquat tree. That was part of the story of the inception of the tree. So when 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 uh, we started the campaign, the guy who was in charge of it, he realized he went out and actually got a real kumquat tree. It started growing, no, it, and we got the first plant, and then it died. Died or almost died, at least with dying, and that was the big emergency. So, so it was kind of funny. We were called in, and it was, yeah, of course, it was like, what is Wizard going to do? And they go to shut down, shut us down, do this or whatever, and 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 so on and so forth. And he said, we have a major problem. Let's start with this. And everybody was like, kind of hiding behind the webcams, and he was like, this is going to get bad. And he said, the Comcore tree is dying, and everybody was like laughing so bad it was like yeah it was funny that that was okay. that was yeah it was funny that may be the nerdiest thing i've ever heard mm-hmm. that's okay. insane that's, <laughs> yep. that's so really that was, amazing yep so so that was that was something that really stood out because it was such an anti-climax and it was kind of yeah it was it was hilarious and the way he said it too was so awesome oh my god yeah they're um, gonna win again Anna's gonna win again. i don't know <laughs> i mean there's still there's three there's yep. still four people to go Yep, so that um, stood out for me. Yep. So it's um I, I have to fix the order. So it's David, Stolas, Erica. Oh, okay. David, you're up. Oh wow, how the hell am I gonna come up with something after that? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I just I think that was the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Damn. Um uh, oh uh I bought a I bought a Persona five for the Switch. I don't even know what that is. Nice. It's a video game. It's a Japanese RPG uh, mixed. It's like a slice of life game mixed with an action adventure strategy game. And there's the dating sim thing. Yeah, it's it's like three different games in one. It's great. And I had it on my PS4, but I haven't plugged my PS4 in in like two years. So I never really finished it. And I found a copy for my Switch. So I bought a copy for my Switch. (laughs) That's pretty awesome, actually. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I don't know. JRPGs are crazy. Yeah. I do so much nerdy shit to me that doesn't seem all that nerdy that it's hard for me to come up with things. Sometimes. You know, it, it very <laughs> often after the podcast, I'll chat with you and I'm like, why didn't you share that nonsense? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, because that was like Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I talk about stuff with Brian and he's like, you're you're so nerdy. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Like, I didn't even know I was a nerd until Brian told me. 
Nice. <laughs> I think it was the first time I invited you on before you became a host. <clears throat> I think it was. I was talking about stuff, and you're like, you're so nerdy. I'm like, what? That's stuff I do. What are you talking about? Well, there you go. So I just want right. to say, Erica, your hair looks pretty nice tonight. I like it. Thank yeah, you. It looks nice. Thanks. Yeah. Tomorrow it will be very different. It Tomorrow looks good. Will be blue. It looks Ooh. good. I like how you did it up. Well, uh, it's your turn, Stolas. Well, there was a lot of family drama that happened the last two weeks, so I have not been doing a lot of nerdy things. I've been dealing with that. But I guess the nerdiest thing I probably did was doing research in buying some new, um, some like quality paintbrushes for for the painting. Mm. So I was doing some research into. Um, um sable brushes for those of you that don't know what sable brushes are sable is a type of weasel um and they use the fur of these weasels to make really good paintbrushes now sable brushes actually don't use sable fur they use a different weasel <laughs> it's like a i think it's like a scandinavian weasel scandinavian weasel so and, and they take and they take the furs from the tail i think they use minks mink mink tails yeah yeah it's uh, yeah i think because they breed them in captivity for right and stuff and then and then the leftover right and the leftover hair from the tails that don't get Mm -hmm. used in the jackets get um used in paintbrushes they're really they're really good uh children children yeah yeah Uh, i would i I would like to add a caveat uh, to uh, as a addendum to stolas's nerdy thing of stolas and i bullied uh bullied brian into making tonight happen so (laughs) yeah it it was it was it was real we'll we'll talk about it more on the bonus episode but yeah i'm back it was Um, i didn't want to do this topic and then we ended up doing this topic you've probably heard us (laughs) reference it already (laughs) so um they're very good brushes um because they have a lot of um qualities that are good for uh painting us uh like being able to hold on to paint for a while um having like a really good combination of good flex but be- not being too flexible so the ones where i was looking at were these ones called artist opus brushes basically they were the first like kind of brushes that were made specifically for miniature painting um normally most sable brushes that they use that like most many people many painters use are ones that are for watercoloring but are good with acrylic you know even though you're going through a lot of personal crisis you kind of nailed doing something nerdy so bravo that was a lot of research into brushes (laughs) yeah that's not even nerdy that's just interesting right like I wonder what makes their I wonder what makes their fur so perfect for use. It's interesting. There, there's a lot of oils in it, is what it is. Like I know what okay. sable brushes are. My sister and I used to get those when we would paint together and stuff like mm. that. I brought I bought a 16 brush detail painters kit. I've been using those for like 10 years. Fun fact: <laughs> to take good care of these brushes, you're supposed to shampoo them. That makes sense wow. Animal hair, so it would yeah. be right. something appropriate for hair. Mm-hmm. Wow. But that that was it for my like one nerdy thing. Yeah. All right. That's probably the nerdiest thing you, I did. You you should also uh put baby oil on them when you're done washing them. Oh. Just FYI. At least that's what Rachel and I used to do. So well, uh, Erica, what was uh, what was nerdy with you? Supple. Um yeah, so I decided that I am growing a huge garden this year. And so um, my husband and I uh, were trying to figure out how to start our own plants from seeds instead of like purchasing little mm-hmm. plants. And the there's spring. more to it than you'd think. <laughs> there's a lot more to it. We should talk because I successfully did start seeds last year for the 
my first time trying. Oh, so yes. It is possible. Should. It is possible. Yes. Well, we did a lot of research. And so we put together a plan. Um, so I'm going to have like this five tiered system, which is going to have grow lights on each level. And then oh, we're also going to have a misting water system inside Ooh. of it as well with like a curtain. So like the water doesn't get all over the house and that is what we're going to do. So we figured out how to build the system and what we needed and how much it was going to cost. And then um, my husband ordered me this giant magazine of seeds. So I went through this week and I went through like 500 pages of seeds to figure out what varieties I want, how many of each. Uh, we've already planned out like the square footage of the garden bed and purchase the things. And you so should look into Hugo culture. I want a garden one day and that's what I want to do. I want to make a Hugo culture bed. Hugo culture. So it's a type of garden. It's a type of ver um, vertical garden. Um, it's, it's like German based where you dig a trench into the ground and you fill the bottom of the trench with like large logs and small branches. And then and then you pile on and then you um, so you make like a little pile. And then on top of that, you add like a grassy layer, but like upside down. So you have the grass at the bottom and then you put on top of that, you'll put like mulch. And then on top of that, you put soil and you build it up. And the idea is as you water it, the water will seep down into the wood and collect into the wood. And as the wood rots, it releases the water throughout the years. And all the other layers also help. And since it's a vertical garden, you get more surface area and you have to you don't have to water it as much because the wood will hold on to the water. Yeah, we, we do have ours planned out to have that system layered, but it won't be a vertical garden. So we will have like places for the water to go. It won't just be dirt and stuff like that. But I hear you. Yeah, that's very cool. I just Googled it. Yeah, I so, have concrete everywhere. I garden in pots. It's tragic. So <laughs> so we uh, we planned out our, our our garden and I picked out all my seeds and fingers crossed. I'm going to have a good garden. What so are you growing? That yeah, that's a good question. What are you growing? Yeah. What did you pick? Oh, um, so uh, I got like different types of tomatoes. Uh, I love cabbage, love cabbage. So there'll be lettuce, cabbage, spinach, uh, sweet peppers, bell peppers, of course, herbs, basil, blah, 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 um, carrots, um, garlic. I'm going to try potatoes. We'll um, never get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to in their own bucket like over to the side yes um, and um bok choy Ooh. um i'm on the fence about brussels sprouts because my husband and i love love brussels sprouts but like our kids are like mm. well no kids like brussels sprouts it's well the reason they're the butt does. of the joke most of the time amelia <laughs> likes brussels sprouts but she's not like yes. so um but i'm not doing peas or anything like that because i'm like the only person in my house that like peas and you know and green beans um i'm on the fence about i'm still just i love peas this is one of my favorite vegetables i love peas too i love split pea soup and stuff like that but i'm the only person in my house that likes peas so you know whatever gotcha. um so. when when lee was here i made the basta with the peas and she ate her whole plate she'll eat them like oh, okay <laughs> Like the only thing that she will look you in the face and be like, are you kidding me? I'm not touching that is kale. Oh, she absolutely. Under no circumstances whatsoever will eat kale. And I agree with her. I think kale is disgusting and people should not eat kale. See, I had, but, a, friend, 
Uh, sorry, I had a friend of mine in high school that would open up their like cup noodles and pick the peas out. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love char- um chard like rainbow chard. Yes, rainbow chard is really good. Yeah, I like I only had so much space and I was trying to have like a really good variety and make sure that I have enough plants that um you know could sustain our family of five so um i had to like pick like which do i like more rainbow char or bok choy and i really love bok choy so i want bok choy so i will say that i planted shishito peppers and they went absolutely gangbusters in a pot that sounds so good i had more shishito peppers than i could eat and that sounds so good they were unkillable yeah whenever you get a lot of stuff like that i've learned how to pickle yeah, I pickled a bunch. <laughs> you pickled a bunch. You're like, yeah, you too many. So, garden topic episode when? Yeah. Welcome to the garden uh, pod, nerdy yes. podcast. What's yeah. nerdy with your garden? Yep. We start with kumquats. Now yep. we're on bok choy. Yep. So, Brian. Trap in, folks. It's going to be a wild one. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what was nerdy with you? I had a narrowly avoided marital conflict over a video game. Oh. I. So I got up at like 3.30 in the morning one morning. It happens. And I, well, I get up at 4.30 every day. So an hour early isn't that bad. And um, I decided to play some Minecraft since I was up so early. And I was using, and you don't really need to know Minecraft terms if you don't play the game. But I was using um, my wife's super smelter, which is a auto farm engineered thing that took a lot of time to make. And I used it, put my mouse down, and my brand new sensitive mouse kicked in and made my character destroy the front end of her super smelter that she put hours into. The same mouse you flaunted the last episode I was yep. here as the new cool thing. Yeah. Yep. So, mm-hmm. And um, I turned the game off and said nothing until the end of the day, because mm-hmm. I know better than to give her bad news in the morning. Um, she... Couldn't I told her in the evening she was annoyed with me. Uh, unfortunately, she couldn't figure out how to fix it, so she sent me the tutorial, <laughs> and I have to do that. So but now you have to make a super yeah. smelter. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it yeah. and it really sucks because it felt like a stupid accident that wasn't my fault. But the worst part is, is this is the second time I've broken one of her machines. <laughs> You see, oh, no. you, you'd rather Brian. share toothbrush than computers. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, I, I gladly share, share my toothbrush, but not my computer. If I find someone else here, then they're in trouble. Yeah. It, I let my husband borrow my computer before he had his own computer to, like, look stuff no, up. Yeah. Like that. Nope. And he got a verse on it. And I was like, how did you do that? He was like, I don't know. I just, like, clicked on a <laughs> download. And I was like. I was like, never again. Don't touch mm-hmm. my computer. You get yep. your own. Yep. So he doesn't touch my computer. Now. Well, we, we, I was on my own computer. We were just on the same server. But um, ah. the, the nice thing about this is she hadn't played in a while and it got her interested in wanting to play again. So she's in. And uh, because she's been playing Satisfactory, if that's familiar to anybody. No, what is it? Um, space survival game where you make factories. Mm. Uh-huh. It with like amazing graphics that we had to figure out how to tweak to our computer because it was making our laptops overheat. <laughs> Ooh, this is dangerous. Yeah, it's it's a very cool game. Um, they have like space whales that walk around while, and the the atmosphere is really cool looking. But um, yeah, but that's 
that's me. It was it was neat. I I found to add a little nerdiness onto it. I found, I I'm a member of some Minecraft communities, and I reached out to a couple, and a couple people were like, "That sucks. That kind of thing's happened to me before. I'll happily come on your server and help you fix it." So, well, that's nice. Yeah. So it because the technical community is kind of awesome. Um. So that's it. But on for voting, the way this works is since there's six of us, we each get seven widgets. We go through the list. Everybody will quickly assign widgets to people, depending on who wants to get them. Blame Mike Myler for how long this takes. Um, it's complicated. Oh, dear. Yes. Do I need pen and paper? <laughs> no, we used to do it that way, but them. no, Brian's better at... Uh... I, I will <laughs> count them. But yeah, seven widgets distributed. There, um, With this many people, I don't think we'll be using any of the house rules. Every once in a while, Michael message me. Yeah, every once in a while, Michael messaged me with a new thing. Um, I this entire game is just house rules. We have a we actually have a listener who we 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 were giving a semi nervous breakdown to because he coded a way for us mm. to keep track of who got how many points in Java, yeah, and every time he, widget. every time he finished it, we the rules would change. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do this to this poor person? <laughs> uh, Sarah, um, you get you have seven. Who do you give them to? Oh, just like uh, yes. you can do them in and, any and, any amount. Yeah, you can anybody. give them yourself too. Yep, just spread them out or give them everyone. Well, give someone myself feels feels sad. So yeah, oh. we call that being a terrible person. Oh, yeah. Doesn't stop us from doing it though. Yeah, you can exactly. Give them any way yeah. you want. You can give like two to Brian and three oh, yeah. to you know. Yep. You, know you can split get, them get, anyway. Get creative. It's a game. Or, or I'm seven go to Erica. Two for the kumquat because that's incredible. Thank you. I'm going to go with two to David, and I'm going to oh. give a sympathy three to Brian because fixing Minecraft stuff is difficult, and I empathize. <laughs> <laughs> Especially redstone. It doesn't make any sense. Redstone. <laughs> um, Anna. Okay. Um, um, since we first the garden theme is irresistible to me t- today, so so I have to I have to give um, Erica two points because that was a really in depth garden setup, and I have to give Stolas an honorary one because his description of that was not really his thing, but it, it was not his 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 contribution, but he made such a cool add on to to gardening things. So I, he gets a, an honorary point, and mm. and then I have since I also had a vegetarian gardening thing with my plant, so I give myself 1.2. And Sarah also had a wonderful gardening thing at the end there, so I give her a point two for that. And and Brian needs to have a point because that is nerdy. And and I also give Brian a pity point because you you were really really so so that was such a sad story. So you do we have a new house rolled the pity point? Yeah the pity point. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well, actually, that was a that was a legit point. I just counted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, Remember the negative one you have; it offsets the negative one you have. Oh, oh, oh wait, oh, who I gave who gave him a negative? Brian has a negative. Oh, Erica, did. Erica, Erica has oh, played yeah. the negative one. And oh, as wow. the rules go, since a negative widget has been used, no other negative widgets can be used for the rest of the game. Yep. Um, David, you're up. Well, well as as, as that rules. card's been played, uh, I guess <laughs> I will give uh, four of them to Anna because. That was far and away the nerdiest thing I think I've ever heard anyone say. <laughs> I just said, holy shit. 
uh, I'm going to give one to uh, Erica because uh, Cursey Smurf Erica is changing her Smurf hat and is going to be a farmer Erica soon. And then, uh, so that's five. I got two more. I'm going to give one to Stolas. And yeah, what the hell? I'll give one to Brian. Yeah, I'm feeling generous. Stolas, <laughs> somebody much. call on the next person while I'm counting widgets. <laughs> that's me. That's me. I'll give two to Anna because <laughs> come quiet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Jesus. And then I'll, I'll give two to DM Sarah because that was pretty awesome. And then uh, I think I'll give three to Erica because like <gasps> I I liked the garden topic. That was pretty cool. I like gardening. Gardening is so fun. And and I don't think enough people can see the the nerdy fun aspects of gardening, and it's so nerdy, it really is. And we don't we we don't touch on the nature side of nerdiness enough. I think. Yeah, like you've got to watch different plants need different pH levels and different minerals, and like you've got it. Oh, and then and then growing them together like can really like help boost other ones up. So like if you have like potatoes them. next to this, yeah, or kill them. Yeah, or you could do things always next well, to the, tomatoes. The, yeah, the, the, like the Native Americans had their holy trinity they always planted together. So Yeah, and like another fun one is um using radishes to help keep pests mm-hmm. away from the from the edible crops, but without using pesticides, because the pests will eat the radish leaves and you don't eat radish leaves. So like who cares if the pests eat them? Yeah. There's uh, lots of different flowers you can plant around to keep your gar- pe- other creatures out of your gardens. Marigolds. There's marigolds. Widgets to be. Yeah, Erica, you have uh, seven widgets. It is all day, huh? Yes. Um. All right. Gotta so, keep it moving. <laughs> uh, I am going to give uh three to Brian actually for being Aww. smart enough to know when not to tell your spouse something. <laughs> Um, I think that really says something as a good husband. <laughs> so. I mean, it was motivated by fear. Don't give <laughs> yeah, There's a certain like level of understanding yourself. Yeah. Go, I gotta tell him, but you know what? <laughs> and I told her immediately after work. Yeah. Fear and wisdom. Yep. Yeah, wisdom. There you go, Anna. Um, yep. And then I'm going to give a three to Anna for kumquat. Because, yeah, come on. <laughs> and then, Any story that's hard to understand the first time. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and then my other widget is going to go to Sarah. Because she uh, she and I are going to have to talk some garden stuff. So yeah. <laughs> All right. And last but certainly not least, Brian. All right. So I'm torn because, one. You have a chance to Anna's change things. Getting her Anna's championship right back if I don't change it. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i'm an artist too i gave you a pity point <laughs> <laughs> so stolas you're gonna get game, you know stolas, <laughs> stolas is gonna get five. Oh, and Brian then coming out of that field with the steel see, chair there you go. Yep. and then sarah gets one um because musical cool i mean you gave me something to google and check out and um <sighs> There's so many good ones, but I got to give it to the kumquat tree. <laughs> I was so, going to say, hey, hey, look, what's this? A text from Michael. Anna wins. Yay. So we are sending another box of widgets to the conglomerate of widgets that is Anna's home. Awesome. He's got you so know, many of them now. You. you think that it's a PDF Greyhawk map, but it's really just widgets. <laughs> yeah, they're... I have them on the board over there. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's what it's uh, what you use to hold down the corners of your map. Yeah, I, yep. this is... This is um, this is the um, the person who won 
by going by going oh yeah i just got done with my call with ed greenwood mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right okay yep. yeah okay Yep. Uh, uh, uh. That's why Anna always wins. Except for, Except last, for last time. time. Yeah, <laughs> last <laughs> time I didn't do anything. Last time? You yep. beat her, didn't you? Yeah, you won last time. Yeah, that's right. I won last yeah. time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. So um, I hope that was fun for everybody. It was definitely fun for me. Now that we've had fun, let's talk about Wizards of the Coast. What, that's uh, not fun to you? It's a Watsy. Well, it was last <laughs> week. <laughs> Yeah, it has uh it has been a week. Yeah. I I I mean this is definitely a shake up thing and with shake up things there is opportunity for good things to happen. I mean, we hear about bad things happening and I think immediately shake up can be good. I mean, really if this ha- if if this hadn't happened, we wouldn't be hearing a lot of things that are going on in the news right now that are actually really exciting. But um my outlook is woefully ignorant yeah so for those that are listening to the podcast that may or may not know about what's happening may yeah we were gonna do probably a good idea that's probably a good idea what i was gonna do was ask one of the professionals to explain it (laughs) we're working our way into that erica (laughs) but i will first that erica because that's a great segue. So, hey, Sarah, what do you think about what happened? Can yeah, you explain well, yeah how that? do you explain this whole thing we're talking about? Should I about? give like a brief history yeah. of yes, how yes. this has gone down? Because I've yeah. spent an upsetting amount of time on Discord. There has been so much going on, it's very hard to keep track of what's what's what. So yeah, yeah. an overview would be great. Oh, like about info. a week ago, um, it dropped, a leak came to the press that Wizards was going to update the open gaming line and the terms were not going to be favorable to creators. And then a few days later, the full text of the leak dropped and everyone saw that the terms were not especially favorable to creators. And we can, I'm sure we will get into the exact nitty gritty of what those terms are and what the potential impacts would be. And then early this week, a bunch of major third-party fifth edition companies started announcing plans for their own open gaming license, their own system, their own thing, effectively saying, we're going to cut wizards out of this process. And And to do the non-gamer translation is the company that makes Dungeons and Dragons is changing the license that publishers use to use the rules that were originally Dungeons and Dragons to make things. And they're changing them. It's upsetting people because not just people who play the game because it's potentially incredibly disruptive for the people who make games yes yeah because the Please open continue. gaming license is about 22 years old yes and has already been challenged once i i, so I, I remember i was there <laughs> i was young but it's already been challenged once so it was kind of treated as the even if you're not necessarily using anything in the fifth edition stuff you can put in the open gaming license and say here's what we're gonna we're gonna have the mechanics be open we're gonna keep some things project probably like intellectual property but we're gonna keep it open so a lot of games that don't include anything from fifth edition except for inspiration really have open gaming license and it's that is where the legal suits start to disagree about what this means for the industry but basically a bunch of publishers started saying eh, no we're gonna just do our own thing we're just gonna cut it out we're gonna create our own license we're gonna use creative commons and then yesterday someone leaked 
from a supposed Wizards employee that they were looking at Dungeons and Dragons D&D Beyond, the online platform for the rules, basically, as a bellwether for whether or not people were upset about this change. And then everyone unsubscribed from D&D Beyond. And then today they finally put out a statement saying, we rolled a nat one on this. Here's some things we're going to change. We don't have a document for you. We're sorry. And we can dissect the language of that document as well. But that is where we are at. Did I miss anything? Mick, no. no, I don't think you have. I, I am going to ask, I am going to start with a question specifically for you, because I want to know about what was your reaction as someone who works in the industry? What was your reaction when you first heard about the first leak? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, my right? first reaction was, okay, this is the leak. I need to see the document because I don't understand what this means for me. What it sounds, what I was hearing was not specific enough to determine next steps based on. And I don't like making business decisions based on rumors. Right. Like but how bad is bad? Like, is it like a little it bad be? or is it catastrophic? Had no idea. Right. But I am... I was in the midst of fulfilling a Kickstarter that I ran, the Stranger Sites project. And I estimated kind of beginning of January, all right, I've got probably about 20 hours of work, mostly drawing the art to put into this project. And then this 1.1 leak happened and I was like, oh shit. So I, because it wasn't clear if something that was in production could be released under 1.0, if 1.1 was already out. So. Oh, I, and you guys <laughs> I are working to. on Level Up. Like, well, yeah, still? Level Up is the other thing, but I yeah. had to get Stranger Sites out because yeah. Level Up's already published, but Stranger Sites had been sent as like a backer pre-copy, Ooh. but it wasn't published published. Right. So I did so about 20 is... hours of work in about three days. It was terrible. Yeah. Racing the clock there. Racing the clock. Got it up. Got it out. Got it on DriveThruRPG. Have ordered my print-on-demand copy. Awesome. Feel safe there. But yes, Level Up is also uses the open gaming license because we don't reproduce anything from the SRD. But I mean, suddenly we had a whole bunch of questions about, well, but we do use things like Magic Missile. Magic Missile's not really a copyrightable term. Mm. Two words put together. And if Hasbro sues us, <laughs> that's really bad. Yeah. Right? So... We've been having a lot of conversations, asking a lot of questions. We're like, okay, if we want to scrub OGL from this, what do we need to change? Because I think at this point, we still were shopping around terms. We don't have like a definitive idea of that. That's going to be a question ultimately for a lawyer. Right. But that meant a lot of panicked, like, all right, let's find sentence for everything we possibly can just in case. And we don't know what we're going to do with what this process looks like, right? Because we don't have the actual 2.0 in hand. So we don't know how, what, if community pushback is going to get it even more rolled wow. back. We don't know, right? But we had to ask a lot of questions that were big, scary questions. So it sucked well, a I, lot. I, I have a feeling things might change when February rolls around and their subscription numbers come through is what the, what their actual, how much money they're actually making that month. And they might realize that, oh, this is going to hurt us a lot more than we thought it was. And maybe they'll have a rethink. I have no idea. I mean, I, for one, I'm one of the, why I, I turned my subscription off. I'm nope. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are done with it. I mean, I can't see myself designing under 
yeah, open gaming I've, license, period, because what if they pull the rug again, right? I'm I'm actually going to give Pathfinder Second Ed another chance. That would be fun. <laughs> that makes me happy. See what I said about good things happening from shakeups. <laughs> <laughs> I um so, I mean I love um, fifth edition, but you know, the, you know, sure, I'll give Pathfinder Second Ed another go. <laughs> yeah. So as described, we round robin around the table. So Sarah, if you don't mind asking Anna a question about the topic we're talking about. So Anna, I don't know you super well because I just met you about an hour ago, but it sounds like you've got a lot of history with this based on something, something I just got off the phone with at Greenwood. So I would really love your take because I have my take of the last five years. I would really love your context and your experience about what this means, what its history is like. What's your read on this situation with this much bigger perspective? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Thank you. I, I've been I've been role playing for forty years, so I've I've seen the the the, the landscape from long before OGL was a thing in two thousand, and mm-hmm. and so er, the early days when D and D was the big hegemon, but not that big to be honest, because there were myriad of other role-playing games using a lot of different systems and then TSR back then who was the the the, the ones that that published t- uh, all the Dungeons and Dragons and a bunch of other stuff too. They started suing like crazy and they sued left and right and, and whatnot, but they were not that big. So it was more like between even parties at times. And and some some they won, some they lost. And then the it's when early days of the internet, the early 90s, they started suing left and they even called them the company that sues regularly, TSR. <laughs> so, so that became a, a, a thing, so to speak. But And then that was also, I, I was my main activity have been in the Greyhawk community, and then and th- first just as a, a regular fan, and I started doing my, my little thing on the side, so to speak, and and just give it away to fans, and and that was even questionable to to take my own maps that I did for my own games, and then the open gaming license and third edition came around and it was game the D was sold to wizard of the coast and everybody was like oh because we we, we first we noticed nothing everything just stopped ceasing no communications no new products and we realized that something had happened in over in in lake geneva in wisconsin and then we found out that oh tsr gone bust and they stopped producing things and then the wizard of the coast pick it up and we heard rumors and this is so early that there was no internet meaning there were no facebook no twitter and and it was some emails and 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 some obscure little boards somewhere or something so it kind of that the, the truth actually seeped out into the community slowly and oh there's some guys in seattle called wizard of the coast that have bought it and and then they said okay now we're going to come with a third edition. We're going to, to to set everything right, and then comes the open gaming license that no one really knew what it was. But it was a completely new idea, and that came from the 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 software industry with open source. That was the kind of the the inspiration that came in the late nineties, early two thousand with Linux and and a bunch of that. And they wanted to take the same idea that you can use the building blocks of D and D and make something that was D and D compatible without having to pay register and all that so to speak so you use the building blocks and don't use the name and you make something dnd compatible and you can publish that and that all of a sudden led to an explosion in creativity and small little publishers everywhere and i think a part of that there was two other things that made that happen the ogl was one 
the internet was one, and also the computing power. Everybody with some design skills and, and some cool little software could design things, get them printed, published PDFs, started being a thing, and it exploded. And and D&D have grown exponentially. First, it did for, for 10 years. And and then about 10, 2010, Wizards realized, oh, we have a, a golden goose here. We, we Because they were bought up by Hasbro a few years earlier, a big Fortune 500 toy company. And and they, the Hasbro realized that, oh, we have something we can milk for money. And we don't like this open gaming license because a bunch of other people can use our intellectual property and building blocks to build their own versions of things and put up books and stuff. So why, what they why, should, we, why should we let them build it when we exactly, can charge them yeah. for it? So, so that's when they, they wanted to kill off the OGL at first back in 20, 2008, 2009, something. And, and they decided we're going to published under the GSL, the fourth edition of the game. And 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 then oh, Paiso simply said, no, screw you. We're going to, to make our own version using the OGL and, and publish. And that became Pathfinder. And then a bunch of others started doing the same thing and then they actually became bigger than D&D for some years and 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 Hasbro Wisdom of the Coast they ducked and 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 set and and started working on a new edition to be so damn good that they could lure all the the players back again and that's how 5th edition got born and a very it, open it game easy game <laughs> easy to get into and designed by by real professionals that and it was at least as good as as Pathfinder and 5th edition came to be and it's the biggest Success in D and D and role playing game history. And well, I just want to add. Yeah. I don't think it was just fifth edition alone that led to the popularity. I do think a lot of these third parties helped a lot. Well, exactly. So things like Critical Role, exactly. um, all the all mm-hmm. the supplemental oh, yeah. like yep. material mm-hmm. people have been making yep. has really led to the success of D and D. If I yep. think I think if it was just fifth edition, I think no, no. it would it would be okay. Yeah, oh, it was fifth edition. Yeah. Yeah. The bones yes. were good. You can't yeah. forget about pop culture, too. I mean, exactly. we had Stranger Things and thanks Big Bang to, Theory. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And thanks to OGL, meaning they can do stuff like that. Yeah. So, so we have all that exploded. And now Hasbro realized again, now, oh, we want to milk that for money. And and they're in trouble otherwise. Their share, share is going down. It's a lot of the other parts of, of their business is crising. And, and and here we are. Now they're trying to kill it off and, and, and rein it back in and build a moat and a fence around D&D and say you can't do anything that even remotely looks like D&D anymore without paying us a lot of money and register before and we own everything that you create, basically. So, so it was a, a huge kind of screw you to it. But I want to add one other thing because... There is one other side to this than OGL. There is something called the fan creation policy, meaning OGL is important for people that do things and sell it for money, other publishers. So so everybody from, from Paiso to, to tiny little one-man startups doing one little book and stuff, they publish using OGL. But me and thousands of other creators, we make our own little stuff and give it away for free and then sometimes monetizing it using PayPal, Patreon, and stuff like that. And we operate not under the OGL mostly, but under the fan creation policy. And they are going to rein us in too and, and, and force us to, to basically shut us down too. So it, it affects everybody from Paiso, from the second biggest role-playing game company, all the way down to the smallest creators. We are all affected by this. Yeah, they try to use blanket terms and yep. blanket mm-hmm. blanket language, and yep. all they're doing is alienating everyone yeah. that, that mm-hmm. used to love them. Yep. So, so that was my my kind of long winded take on 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 the uh, 
the, the issue here. So so let's see. Now I, I need to to we we got the, the the two kind of insider perspectives. So now I want to hear what some players and, and others who are nerdy in 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 this stuff. So Stolas, what are you what is your thoughts on this? Um so I of course have thoughts and opinions. Wow, me having yeah. thoughts and opinions on something? What a shocker. <laughs> you um, don't yeah. say so so first off, the one thing I want to say is um I want to make a real quick correction with something Anna said. Um I made the same mistake. I I it wasn't a thing that I learned I was wrong about until I watched No Nat's video on it today. Watch everything No Nat's been doing about this, by the way. He's been giving out some really amazing info. And that would be No Nat Ones on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yes, No Nat One. Yes, he's amazing. Um, so one of the things that that I made the mistake of was thinking that um, the OGL change would allow Wizards of the Coast to own anything that somebody else made. Technically, that's not true. They don't own it. You would still own it, but they could use it and not pay any time, any time anytime for any for any purpose. That is effectively owning it. That's basically yeah. That's oh, basically yeah. like yeah. they have legal co ownership. Yeah, exactly. That's just legal double speak because in every every sense of the English and every other language, if you have full control over something, that's the same as owning. Right. It's basically it's basically like yeah. It's a weird legal thing of like we don't oh, yeah. own yeah, it, just but we can do whatever we want with it. Yeah, and they can even they can even force you or or deny you the right to use and publish your own stuff but they yeah. keep the rights to do it yes. that is so in every legal icky. definition ownership yeah they the, just try to screw it over sorry the big yeah. thing the big phrase that the, the whole there's a lot of scary phrases in that mm -hmm. leaked document yeah but the one that scared me the most was we can cancel this at any time without notice mm -hmm. yep yeah. Yep. No, yeah. That's days, ridiculous. No. Yeah. Days. So I yeah, think yeah. Days. Still, yeah. like, oh, hey, we could we could cancel your entire business, and you have thirty days to figure out what you're going to do. No business can do that. But yeah. the way it was written is, oh yeah, they could make it so you couldn't use the license, but they still have the right to use it after you mm -hmm. applied for the license. That just sounds yep. dirty. No, yeah. it is. That's the whole yeah. thing. It's nothing but dirty pool. Yep. There's all kinds of things. If you sue them, if you participate in a class action lawsuit, you automatically terminate your rights to the 1.1. Oh. Yeah. And Stuff you like have that. to pay their yeah. cost too, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. It's yeah, it was, very draconian. Mm -hmm. like, uh, you expect just, some stuff from the state. I mean, they can sue stuff. you just to make you pay their costs for it, any reason. It, it yeah. literally reeks of yeah. CEOs sitting in offices going, yeah. we need to make these numbers bigger. Yeah. How could we take how could we take more from these people? Yeah. Well, it was it reflects back on um Hasbro and Wizards annual meeting about the status of D D at the end of last year, where one of the big things they said over and over again is we need to mon we need to monetize the product more. Yep. And this was the product of that. Mm -hmm. But um, Stolas, what other resources um, did you look at? So obviously, um, a lot of the resources I was looking at were things like reading articles, um, mostly just that's my son. He's talking. Um, a lot of what I was doing, because I am obviously busy with stuff, is just listening to YouTube videos of people who are who have a lot more time to read things than I do. So example like would be like maybe if like DM Sarah here made like a YouTube video, I would watch that. Um, so that was where a lot of my info was coming from was people who had the time and the ability to look into these things or maybe had a little bit more of like a legal background um, that could actually like give it a little bit more because i don't have a legal background so like even if i could read into everything that they were saying i wouldn't i couldn't make heads and tails of it like i'd be like i don't i don't know what legally this means so, but there were other people who would like i know what this means i've dealt with this so um oh man what's his name 
I can get back to you on a particular YouTuber, but there's one YouTuber I really like a lot. And one of the things that I liked about him is he actually had a history in marketing. So he was able to kind of dig through a lot of the stuff and be like, this is what this means in marketing terms, uh, which was really useful. Um, now, one of the things I... I wanted to get onto, we were talking about like things that were being said and like things that were in the, the OGL. Well, One I, of the things, yes. I would like to take this moment to point out that not only am I a marketing manager, but I also am a marketing manager for a legal company and lawyers. So you could have at any point called that. That's me. a good point. I could have asked you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could have. This like, is you true. You don't have any contracts. The Stolas didn't have the time to call anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's not passive. Is passive learning? That's active learning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's. I'm just throwing it out there. At any point, you could have been like, "Hey, Erica, what does this mean?" And it's I'd a good like, point. Yeah. Um, is Jay Martin um play your role? Um, so like he had a well, history. That's what I'm not familiar with. He's kind of a bit smaller. He's not like a huge YouTuber. Um, but yeah, he, he has a history in marketing. And so he was able to like, be like, Hey, they want to do this. This is kind of what this means, or at least according to him, he's like, this is what I think they're trying to do business-wise. So one of the things he brought up was he was like, this whole thing of what they're doing when, when the first leak happened, he was like, I think this is going to go one of two ways. He's like, either they're going to hope that people aren't going to make, make a big fuss about it. And then they can continue on with it because people aren't making a big fuss of it or if people make a big fuss of it, they can sit back, they can re uh, retract everything, and then they can go like, look, see, we're listening. We're the good guys, actually. Um, and he's like, he's like, I've seen companies do this over and over and over where they're like, they make a move that would help them a lot that maybe that will piss off a lot of people. And when those people get mad, they can kind of like go back on it. Like, we we listened. We heard you loud and clear. And you know what? We're going to do better. And it was like, oh, look, that's that's it's exactly what happened today. It's the that's what happened today. We're, we're sorry. For yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. when you think about it and this isn't this is I'm trying to say this objectively as possible. So don't take this as too cynical. But like when Paizo announced that they're doing new things with licenses and they're fighting with it. I mean, that's a marketing decision, too. I oh, mean, yeah. No, it's all they did it publicly. Decisions. Yeah. So 100 percent. Yeah, the, so marketing isn't necessarily evil, but marketing is something companies have to do. Right, no. The, in yeah, this it, case, it's, it's kind of shifty, but... <laughs> oh, well, I'm technically lawful evil, so, and I'm in marketing. I'm just throwing it out. I mean, <laughs> so, I, I, honestly, I think what happened is CEOs just said, look, we need to make more money on this, and this was the easiest way for them to do it, and they didn't think that it was going to get this kind of backlash. Now, now yeah, they're trying no. to figure out what the fuck to do about it. Well, and, and, Brian has a good point. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here. I don't for a second think what Paizo is doing and all these other companies where they're trying to make their neutral game license. I'm not, I don't think they're doing this out of the goodness of their heart. I don't think they're like good. I, I, I think they're a company like any other company. They're trying to make money. And the money. company I has think, good people working there, just like Wizards probably right. has good people working mm. there. I well, think we they know saw... that because we know people who work at Wizards. <laughs> I do too. Fair. Yep. Yeah. I think they saw Wizards of the Coast make a stumble and they're like, this is a really good chance oh, to like recoup. Great opportunity. Right. To oh, recoup yeah. some of that loss oh, we yeah. had when, when fifth edition came out because Paizo and a lot of these companies did lose a lot of the market share when fifth edition came out and was such a big success. And now they're making the stumble again that they did in fourth edition. And I think Paizo and a lot of other companies are like, this Fortune is our chance to bounce back. Right. I'm and sure there is some like 
noble sentiment, though, because I know people at Paizo, and there there is some value behind this. Like, there's values behind this decision, too. Well, this yeah. is one of the great times where what's best yeah. for the brand and what feels warm and fuzzy to do is the same thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. It, happens yeah. Sometimes. it happens. But sometimes. that is, that is nicely said. Mm-hmm. Very, um, very now very speaking, wonderful. now speaking, now this will be a good, a good transition. Speaking of um, of no being noble and doing the noble thing, there is just one last thing I want to comment on. Um, it was a thing that really annoyed me when I was reading the um, Wizards of the Coast. Um, like reaction like their response and one of the things that annoyed me was when they were trying to make like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be super biased i'm I'm admitting my bias when they were coming up with their excuses for what they were doing and like the number one was they were like we were just trying to do this because we wanted the chance to be able to come in there and get rid of any any hate speech or make sure that people couldn't couldn't use our license to to spread hate and like i'm speaking I hate to pull the 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 oppressed card, but I'm speaking as like a trans queer person. And I'm like, I don't fucking appreciate you guys using marginalized groups of people as like a shield. And that's what it came across to me that they're like that, that they're using their what is really the bare minimum. It's like, oh, so you want to police your brand so that it, no one's spreading hate speech to me. That's like the bare minimum you should be doing. And they're using that as like a shield to be like, you can't yeah. criticize us. We're trying to do a good thing. We're protecting yeah, the, no, we're protecting the 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 downtrodden. And it's like that came across to me as like a really sleazy thing. Stolister is actually evidence that you are 100 percent right because there are ways to do that that don't involve changing the document. Paizo did because it. Because Paizo, Paizo did, did it. it. Yeah. That and you know, if it took Paizo, like a paragraph yeah, of, of their of their OGL. Yeah. The or their what is it, the <laughs> license it's document. The yeah, the, or whatever the, yeah, no, that's the, the new one. I yeah, don't know. the um but there are, there are so there many are, there are other right ways now. to protect yourself without changing everything. Without with protecting people without changing everything. Paizo did do it and other publishers do it. It's yeah, it's it's absolute bullshit. That was just PR spin. But that's enough of I agree. That's enough of me. I'm curious, David Theobald. What how are you feeling like after like this has all happened? Like, okay, so now we we see um Paizo's response and and all the other third party publishers who are joining in Paizo, and now we're seeing um Wizards of the Coast response. I I guess my main question is let's say Wizards of the Coast like responds back in a in a relatively positive way like they it's possible they could come back and be like okay we're gonna do a good thing now and they could do something similar to what pies is doing will you give them a chance if they come back positive or are you like no i'm done the fact that you guys even attempted this is yeah once enough they to show push me away. colors like that it's really hard to earn trust again and i it's like yeah i i canceled my my dnd beyond subscription i'm I don't know if I'll play fifth ed anymore. Unfortunately, I just, it's, I, it's a great system and I love it. And if I have the right group of people that want to do it, maybe, but yeah, uh, it's, I personally have trouble with, I have trust issues sometimes. And when someone does something this blatant, it's yeah. I, you know, they could say, they could put a tweet out saying, Hey, the sky's blue. I'd go check. And you know, what? one of the great things about our hobby is there's so many great systems out there that you can use this as an opportunity to try other things. You don't exactly. have to give up your hobby. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah, what? I'm sure. glad this kind of broke up a monopoly in a weird, in a weird way. Yeah. Well, I mean, it hasn't been that long yet. I mean, 
quite, we'll see. Quite fair. 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 Quite frankly, I have been getting the urge to break out the Cortex rule system and run a Firefly game. Ooh, that was so much fun. I love that game. Well, they actually came out with an entire adventure path called Out in the Black that I have. There's and... the newest one. I got it for a friend a while back, but I have never played it. The, I don't know the newest one. Yeah, I, the I'm newest fire, about... the newest Cortex Firefly book. Oh, I'm talking about. I have, I, the only one I've ever played is Serenity, the RPG, which was yeah, the first they did Cortex, a, one of the first Cortex cover, books that came out. They did a hardcover. Okay, cool. Yeah, I got it at a con once and gave no, it to Serenity, somebody. No, Serenity was a hardcover. Oh, was it? Maybe it yeah. was the same one then. It was a full book. Yeah, oh, it had. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. And then they did a they did a supplement that was an, an adventure campaign called Out in the Black. Oh, okay. Cool. But yeah, I'm, I'll be getting the urge to play that again. But it's uh, it's one of those things. It's, you know, like I said, they, once they've shown their colors that this is the way they think of their community and how they don't really give a shit about anything other than how much money they can pump us for, it's, I, I've, they've lost my loyalty. I'm... And it's kind of ironic that they are the ones trying to seek more money. Over eighty percent of all the revenue in the RPG industry is already grabbed have, by yeah. exactly is already taken by Wizard of the Coast, and they still want more of it. That yeah. to me is the most surprising thing. Yeah, and, well, and and they have earned way more every year. And so has almost every other publisher because the market have grown so fast and so vast the the, the last well, ten years that there's been plenty of money going around for everybody so, and still they want more of it well this makes I, me this makes me wonder though how much of this is wizards of the coast and how much is this hasbro pressure it's all hasbro because wizards of the coast is not its own entity it's just a, a subdivision of hasbro it's not a it's not a, a full company it's just a subdivision so hasbro calls all the economic shots at wizards basically david you were trying to chime in uh it's, it's gone now no worries <laughs> oh that's my bad i'm sorry david <laughs> Okay. Oh, my, my bad. Fine. Yeah. No, 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 Anna. It's fine. I just it, it's gone now. I had a response <laughs> to something you were saying, and it's gone. <laughs> um, that is definitely something I could relate to. Um, we got about enough time for about two more. Um, I'm gonna switch things up. I'm gonna start with Anna and then go on to Sarah. Um, yeah. Anna, I just wanted to ask you at right before we start recording, you were sharing some of your perspective from former lives, and I'd like you to talk a little bit about that. Well, I used to work in military intelligence security. It was my 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 thing was to analyze, uh, understand propaganda, and and I've studied international law. I worked in operations and stuff. So so this spooky business of things, and and this is kind of interesting because this ties into when I read the Wizard of the Coast communi- communiques now and and stuff. They are roughly in league with the Kremlin and when it comes to accuracy and and stuff. And to me, it was kind of interesting because they actually posted using the D&D Beyond account. It's not Hasbro that sends mm-hmm. out the information. I think that is an important bit because if Hasbro had said a lie in a in a in a public communique like that they are fortunate they are a public traded company they could be sued for a lot of money or ftc or someone could come in and 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 rectify it and they have to pay but having a little subsidiary subsidiary that they just bought giving it out to their customers that means that they can just ease it over so to speak so so they are and they they're sneaky in that part but they also sneak in the way they did this i found out early because some of my my friends and colleagues in the industry 
they were given this contract and first they have to sign an NDA and 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 then they were given the contract during the Christmas holidays and mm -hmm. and then they had to sign the NDA and the NDA was sneakily done so they were basically almost bound by the the, the contract just by signing the NDA and 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 then they, they got to read it and then some of them thankfully leaked it started leaking it and oh, it's not a draft so it was a real thing <laughs> during the week the, the stuff and then it was supposed to take go into effect on today january friday the 13th and it's it's and and we can't make this shit up because it's also the I mean, one dnd &D was going to to come in effect legally so to speak today on the friday the 13th meaning you have the one ring to rule them all and all meaning yeah, it, we i at first i thought this must be irony or they they haven't read Tolkien or understand their their target audience at all. But it's it's amazing. I'm I'm like this is that there's so many dimensions to this that it's it's just uh, it's just mind boggling. Yeah. It almost feels like a a, a, a plot from a slimy yeah exactly crime drama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And and today that that communicate that D and D beyond came out. There was one blatant oh. lie, and then there was some other obfuscation, and then there was a little bit of, of fun gamers speaking between we rolled the one and stuff it was, like that. It was mostly yeah. it was mostly execubable. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, sprinkled in with a couple of gaming things. Yeah, no, we're nerds. Yeah, I, I just mean, don't that feel that's also. appropriate. Like, yeah, it's not like a it's not like a huge amount of people in the grand scheme of Hasbro that make their money off of third-party fifth edition content. But it's not nobody whose livelihoods you are screwing with and, yep. oopsie, we rolled a one. Yeah, no, yeah. that There's was a time and place, and that was not it. Speaking yeah. of speaking of execubabble, I, I see Erica sitting here being very patiently, quietly yeah. waiting. I'm sure she has a lot to say on this topic. Yeah, get in here, Erica. Damn it, Stolas. Yes. No, I was patiently waiting. I was going to let everybody air their grievances first. So, we'll be here all night. Don't do that. So, okay. So here's the thing, right? Like thinking from an executive standpoint, you have to appease the shareholders. And I get it. And for those of us that enjoy the games, I get it. That's shitty. For those that are creators, like, you know, Anna and Sarah, I really fucking get it. Like, that's really, really shitty. On the flip side, so, like, I understand the evil corporate empire. I understand that, you know, I want to make an extra $10,000. I would like my salary bumped. To do that, we have to build a market share. We have to have revenue. I get all of that. I'm not saying money is the devil. It's also not the devil. We all need it, right? Right. So, they, but they still have a fiduciary responsibility. Correct. So so I get that. And I don't want Sarah and Anna to be mad at me. I'm just saying I understand the other side of it. I mean, yes, but all they're doing is pissing off and alienating the same people that they ah, rely on to buy their David, stuff. David, I am not done. From an open market standpoint, I actually think that it would be a good thing. And this is why I think it would be a good thing. And everybody's about to hate me right now. Is we have relied on the system for 22 years, right? And, you know, now if they did, if they did do this, it would give other creators such as yourself the opportunity to create additional systems, to have more competition in the marketplace, to drive more creativity, to drive more games. So sometimes change is very uncomfortable. It's very painful. I would hate that it would affect Sarah's livelihood or Anna's livelihood. I would never want that. I know, you know, I, I love creators such as yourself, right? So 
But I think that with them doing that and then backtracking it is actually probably the best thing that could have happened because now everybody is changing their mindset. Nobody's comfortable anymore. And so it's one of those things where I think it is going to drive more creativity. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. No, I see what you're saying. I disagree. Can I just just chime in a little bit quick and say that I totally agree with you because that happened to me. And and so so anyone, it's there's don't pity me. I'm not in a bad spot. This is probably my biggest professional opportunity I've had since I started doing this professionally ten years ago. And and I've had two publishers already that line me up and say we want to hire you to do do stuff full time because their order books are going through the roof. They're going to invest in new game systems, new oh, yeah. settings, and stuff. So 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 for for me personally, this is. This is good. This is great when it comes to, to that part. What what is going to hurt are a lot of, of D related communities, like the Greyhawk communities, others who might be starved. We, we don't know yet, but they might be starved of a lot of content, both from Wizards of the Coast themselves, who are now going to scramble to save money and people don't want to work there, etc. 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 And also by s- simply walling off and say, Oh, you can't create for DD because then we will come to come and and and, and sue you or or, or something. And that means that a lot of creators, so I, for the first time, and I I played in Greyhawk for 40 years, I need to start thinking, is that the game world for me? Changing rule system is the easy bit for me, but changing where I want to play, that is the big thing. Yeah. And to add to what Erica said, um, and on the since as as I mentioned, I, I watch a lot of YouTube on this stuff. <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTube in general. Um, this is also, I think it could be a positive thing for content creators because a lot of like yeah. quote unquote D D content create creators, and this is a problem with like Warhammer 40k as well. But at anytime there's like a really big beasts when it comes to like this these hobbies the a lot of people so like the dean so like the ttrpg creators they they talk about the dnd problem of yeah. if you don't talk about dnd no one's gonna watch your videos it's a problem with warhammer 40k if you don't talk about warhammer 40k no one's gonna watch your videos so with the fact that it seems like dnd made a big stumble i think it'll give a lot of these content creators and a lot of them are actually kind of a little they seem a little optimistic because they're like i can now talk about other systems and people might actually watch my videos now in new mm-hmm. systems can be created that are going to have an actual chance in the market oh, yeah. I agree. because mm-hmm. once you have that that brand out there that name you know the og right dungeons mm-hmm. and dragons you yeah. know that is the the pinnacle of like when if we're I can sit and tell anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, like, yeah, I play tabletop RPGs and they're going to be like, what is that? But if I go, I play Dungeons and Dragons. They know. They always know. Now they know. Yep. And so it's one of those things where I personally think it's a good thing. I don't think it could have worked out any better. They did a dumb and now they pissed off well, the community. It's not even the first dumb they've done, but yeah. No, it, it's they did not dumb remotely. 2.0. Oh, yeah. No, they, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We it, thought it was it, bad it when is. they fucked yeah. magic, and then they decided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think the one grain of salt I would add to that is that some of the independent systems have nothing to do with D&D, but use the OGL because it was treated as the way that you did this. Yeah. And I think the I mean, best case scenario for me, because I absolutely agree that this opens up a lot of fertile ground, right? It's like in a forest, there's a forest fire that comes through and then suddenly all these trees can pop up and grow and like, yeah. it becomes like this destructive event, promotes <laughs> a whole I mean, bunch of life. But the issue is that some systems now have to kind of figure out how they keep with the ethics of the original 1.0, which to Anna's point is like Linux, open source. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we've now, it's now come out that like, well, the document was not actually super well constructed. That's an, yeah. one other thing, but I mean, now creators but, have to make that shift. And that's a tricky little sticky wicket that I don't really know how to solve yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sarah, I, I don't know what I'm going to do now Uh-oh. because What's I was all ready question? to ask you a question Sorry. and you answered it. <laughs> nice. It's nice. fantastic. <laughs> uh, I read your mind. Ooh. I had the aftermath, but we're, we're running out of time. So, um, what I'm going to do oh, is... Erica looks like she's thinking to say something. <laughs> it happens know, every wanna... episode. It happens every episode. And we could go on for like four more hours. Erica, can you do it quickly? Yes. Okay. What I was thinking is, like, I just wanted to wrap up my comment, which was that they have pissed off the community. They've set third-party publishers on notice. And now there is a chance for a complete revival of either old systems, you know, inspiration for new systems, new new areas, new imagination. And we're going to get something other than the name recognition of D&D. There's going to be whatever the next big thing is. And that excites me personally as a gamer. Huh, I agree. I'm going to extend the episode by about 10 minutes, so it's fine. We'll just have a shorter bonus episode. So go ahead, Anna. I was just going to say, it also hits Wizard of the Coast at the worst possible time because they now invested $145 million buying D&D Beyond. And they also now have partnered with, with, they have a movie coming out that they invested millions and millions of dollars into. Now Paramount have, have just come out. They have just invested, I don't know how much, probably about $100 million or so in a new TV series. All of these investors into all these kind of franchises and, and, and a partnership they have with, with all that money. Now the investors, they want that money back. Yeah, and, they then just... this, and this hit them just when they need that confident the most mm-hmm. that is going to hurt them really really bad and 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 all the reputation oh and stuff. man i wonder yeah. how many people are going to like boycott all those the the show exactly and the, and yes. the movie yeah. mm-hmm. and really there might be on page is super hot yeah and there might be some clauses in there that if wizard of the coast mismanaged their part of the bargain, meaning having a good brand that they can license to do a movie, Wizards of the Coast might doubly be in trouble because that's usually what you guarantee. That's what Paramount and and, and the others are paying for a lot of money to Hasbro is in order to license a good brand. And if then... They then watch it shit the bed. Exactly. (laughs) And and Wizards doing all this, they can say that, no, you you didn't... Yeah, you didn't hold up your part of the bargain. And there will be, even if there is no concrete, there will be a lot of discussions like that. So it's not only angry gamers, they have angrier investors with big pockets, lots of lawyers and stuff. So they are in a world of trouble along the whole range of what they do, so to speak, from the smallest little people who like us who just play the game and enjoy the hobby to everybody else they wanted to partner up with at the same time. That's not the place you want to be in. Just want to give a shout out to whoever the whistleblowers were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Putting they're putting a lot on the line for, mm-hmm. for releasing this. Yeah. They could be awesome. in a fuck ton I, of legal I, trouble. I, I, follow, I follow them on Twitter, awesome. I think. They've killed it. <laughs> yep. And they're leaking like a sieve, so that means that there there is probably a, a lot of turf wars. Well, there's so the many. Yeah, there's a lot of do. internal conflict going on yeah. for sure. There's, there's got to be. be. Yep. If you love the game, you're I I, I didn't this. do so because I didn't want to taint this episode. But Uh-oh. I have I have That's a couple phone calls scheduled to get a little bit more curiosity sated from people I know. But I'm not 
I'm not, I didn't want to do that before recording because I didn't want to accidentally say something. <laughs> that you shouldn't. Yeah, that's appropriate. <laughs> Don't want to put friends in jeopardy. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll probably do that. And, and I won't be talking about it in anywhere that will be recorded. But I... Um, I'll I'll let people uh, I know know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it has been entertaining to just sit back and watch. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, once I, I got my Kickstarter out, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited to hear terrible. that Legal Eagles doing a video. I can't wait. Yeah, I, he, he he mentioned it in a tweet like a couple days ago that yeah. he was working on it, and with all the stuff that's happened so rapidly, God only knows how that's yeah. going to affect. Him. He's <laughs> no, he's not an IP lawyer though, right? He's he, but he does involve he's involved in some legal educational I'm sure stuff. So. I'm yeah. sure he's not the only person that's going to be in that video. Yeah, yeah what Legal Eagle does when he talks about a big legal thing that he doesn't like specialize in, he brings on an expert in it. Yeah, he brings yeah. on a specialist. But D and D shorts, they they owned it today. He he oh. put out all oh, his that his rant video today was they was epic. He done some really good ones before, but this one was epic. It was oh, it was fantastic. I can really recommend it. If you want to let your steam out, just listen to him. Go on, it, it's it's <laughs> fabulous. It's so good. Yep. So I'm gonna move on to promotions and um, our newest guest goes first. So we'll start with Sarah. Um, why don't you include? Um, already again, what are you working on? Anything else you want to promote? Anything from other people? Or, you know, it can be yours, other people, and please include where people can find your stuff and you. Yeah. So again, I'm DM Sarah. I'm the underscore DM underscore Sarah on Twitter because just DM Sarah was taken. Oh, I know. How rude is that? Uh, (laughs) And that's usually the easiest place I talk about everything I'm doing there. But again, I was one of the lead designers on Level Up Advanced 5th Edition, which we will be doing something with, depending on what 2.0 looks like. It's not going away. And as it stands, it is currently entirely backwards compatible with They That Shall Not Be Named. So if you miss your 5th edition games, but you want to not do that anymore, I'd love to see some people check it out as a result of this, because I think it's a really solid system. So much so that I wrote a Kickstarter book for it, which is now on RPG. It's called Stranger Sights. And if you like support for exploration, if you like unique monsters, if you like unique settings that aren't necessarily your standard fantasy, this is a forest, this is a town, this is a hill, fair, that's the volume for you. It's currently PDF only while I wait on the print copy to be delivered to my house so I can make sure it looks lovely, but then it will be offered as print on demand and on Foundry as well. Awesome. And because I must promo my co-author, my buddy Lars Torgerson did the monsters. He's got an amazing head for balance and he's been putting out player options also for advanced fifth edition. So definitely check out Here's Old and New on DriveThruRPG, and I think he's got something new coming out very shortly, but I don't know if it's live yet, so I'm not going to say anything. But check him out. He's really, really good. Nice. Cool. And Anna? Okay, yeah, you can find my stuff at AnnaBMeyer.com or Patreon.com forward slash AnnaBMeyer. And uh, yeah, so right now I've, I've, they will come out uh, the latest version of my uh, 598 uh, Forgotten Realms. Also, sorry. Hepmona Land and Flannies Atlas, yeah, and and then there will be um, some some other additionals that we're working on on the kick, future Kickstarter with Trollord Games that is coming out later this year. So that's the other big thing, and um, yeah, I'm, I will try and squeeze out as much Greyhawk stuff I can the next six months. I got a new computer and I'm rendering like crazy, so so there's there's 
bunch of stuff coming. So yeah. Did you say Forgotten Realms completely by accident, or was no, that a slip no, for a future that was a, project? That was that was a, a slip, yeah. <laughs> but not for a future project, but for some other cool stuff. <laughs> you have to hedge my bets here. Yeah, sure, 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 Anna, I yep. believe you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was our episode. Um, if you want to hear more, um, you can go to patreoncom slash radio. Um, did I, I actually got it right the first time? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 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 our Discord's going to be live to our Patreon. Uh, it was supposed soon. to be this week. It's not going to be supposed like to. Two. Yeah, that's and, why um, I said soon. Soon, yeah. TM. <laughs> um, and um, I won't tell the listeners that here, but if you listen to our bonus episode, you'll know why it's going to be late. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, we talked about the evil empire that was that is not Microsoft today. And... Um, not Apple either. Yeah. Uh, well, Microsoft is the evil empire. Like, that's... It, it's a whole thing. You're too young. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, you're yes, not I that much older than anybody. <laughs> you're only like six years older than me, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, uh, that's our episode. Thank you, uh, Sarah and Anna, for being with us. Thank you for having I'm, me. Yeah. You know, for an episode we cobbled together at the last second, I'm pretty impressed with us. Everybody gets this pretty good on the back. This was pretty um, good. Yeah. And I was super vegan, Brian. I joined by um, Stolas. Bye, everyone. I love you. Percy Smurferka. Bye. David Diabold Trace. Goodbye, nurse. <laughs> and um, thank you, Sarah and Ada, for being here once again. Thank you much. You have a good night. This has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Awesome. Stay awesome. awesome. All right. Uh, Stole us say goodbye. Brian, cut them off. Bye. bye.